If there were a Hall of Fame for the best chapters in the Bible, I would most certainly nominate Romans 8, with runner-up being chapter 7. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we read the entire Bible in a year. Happy Sunday to you. I'm happy to see you. Welcome. Today our reading is Romans 7 and 8, two of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. I'll share some comments and we'll do our On This Day in Church History segment. Let's go. Romans chapter 7 Christian brothers, I am sure you understand what I am going to say. You know all about the law. The law has power over a man as long as he lives. A married woman is joined by law to her husband as long as she lives. But if he dies, she is free from the law that joined her to him. If she marries another man while her husband is still alive, she is sinning by not being faithful in marriage. If her husband dies, she is free from the law that joined her to him. After that, she can marry someone else. She does not sin if she marries another man. My Christian brothers, that is the way it is with you. You were under the power of the law. But now you are dead to it because you are joined to another. You are joined to Christ who was raised from the dead. This is so we may be what God wants us to be. Our lives are to give fruit for Him. When we lived to please our bodies, those sinful desires were pulling at us all the time. We always wanted to do what the law said not to do. Living that kind of life brings death. But now we are free from the law. We are dead to sin that once held us in its power. No longer do we follow the law, which is the old way. We now follow the new way, the way of the Spirit. Then what are we saying? Is the law sinful? No, not at all. But it was the law that showed me what sin is. I did not know it was sin to follow wrong desires, but the law said, you must not follow wrong desires. The law made me know how much I was sinning. It showed me how I had a desire for all kinds of things. For without the law, sin is dead. I was once alive. That was when I did not know what the law said I had to do. Then I found that I had broken the law. I knew I was a sinner. Death was mine because of the law. The law was supposed to give me new life. Instead, it gave me death. Sin found a way to trap me by working through the law. Then sin killed me by using the law. The law is holy. Each one of the laws is holy and right and good. Then does it mean that the law which is good brought death to me? No, not at all. It was sin that did it. Sin brought death to me by the law that is good. In that way, sin was shown to be what it is. So because of the law, sin becomes much more sinful. We know that the law is right and good, but I am a person who does what is wrong and bad. I am not my own boss. Sin is my boss. I do not understand myself. I want to do what is right, but I do not do it. Instead, I do the very thing I hate. When I do the thing I do not want to do, it shows me that the law is right and good. So I am not doing it. Sin living in me is doing it. I know there is nothing good in me, that is, in my flesh. For I want to do good, but I do not. I do not do the good I want to do. Instead, I am always doing the sinful things I do not want to do. If I am always doing the very thing I do not want to do, it means I am no longer the one who does it. It is sin that lives in me. 
This has become my way of life. When I want to do what is right, I always do what is wrong. My mind and my heart agree with the law of God. But there is a different law at work deep inside of me that fights with my mind. This law of sin holds me in its power because sin is still in me. There is no happiness in me. Who can set me free from my sinful old self? God's law has power over my mind, but sin still has power over my sinful old self. I thank God I can be free through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 8 Now because of this, those who belong to Christ will not suffer the punishment of sin. The power of the Holy Spirit has made me free from the power of sin and death. This power is mine because I belong to Christ Jesus. The law could not make me free from the power of sin and death. It was weak because it had to work with weak human beings. But God sent His own Son. He came to earth in a body of flesh which could be tempted to sin as we in our bodies can be. He gave Himself to take away sin. By doing that, He took away the power sin had over us. In that way, Jesus did for us what the law said had to be done. We do not do what our sinful old selves tell us to do anymore. Now we do what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Those who let their sinful old selves tell them what to do live under that power of their sinful old selves. But those who let the Holy Spirit tell them what to do are under His power. If your sinful old self is the boss over your mind, it leads to death. But if the Holy Spirit is the boss over your mind, it leads to life and peace. The mind that thinks only of ways to please the sinful old self is fighting against God. It is not able to obey God's law. It never can. Those who do what their sinful old selves want to do cannot please God. But you are not doing what your sinful old selves want you to do. You are doing what the Holy Spirit tells you to do if you have God's Spirit living in you. No one belongs to Christ if he does not have Christ's Spirit in him. If Christ is in you, your spirit lives because you are right with God, and yet your body is dead because of sin. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. If the same Holy Spirit lives in you, he will give life to your bodies in the same way. So then, Christian brothers, we are not to do what our sinful old selves want us to do. If you do what your sinful old selves want you to do, you will die in sin. But if, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you destroy those actions to which the body can be led, you will have life. All those who are led by the Holy Spirit are sons of God. You should not act like people who are owned by someone. They are always afraid. Instead, the Holy Spirit makes us His sons, and we can call to Him, My Father. For the Holy Spirit speaks to us and tells our spirit that we are children of God. If we are children of God, we will receive everything He has promised us. We will share with Christ all the things God has given to Him. But we must share His suffering if we are to share His shining greatness. I'm sure that our suffering now cannot be compared to the shining greatness that He is going to give us. Everything that has been made in the world is waiting for the day when God will make His sons known. Everything that has been made in this world is weak. It is not that the world wanted it to be that way. God allowed it to be that way. Yet there is hope. Everything that has been made in the world will be set free from the power that can destroy. These will become free just as the children of God become free. We know that everything on the earth cries out with pain and the same as a woman giving birth to a child. 
we also cry inside ourselves, even we who have received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the first of God's gifts to us. We are waiting to become His complete sons when our bodies are made free. We were saved with this hope ahead of us. Now hope means we are waiting for something we do not have. How can a man hope for something he already has? But if we hope for something we do not yet see, we must learn how to wait for it. In the same way, the Holy Spirit helps us where we are weak. We do not know how to pray or what we should pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays to God for us with sounds that cannot be put into words. God knows the hearts of men. He knows what the Holy Spirit is thinking. The Holy Spirit prays for those who belong to Christ the way God wants Him to pray. We know that God makes all things work together for the good of those who love Him and are chosen to be a part of His plan. God knew from the beginning who would put their trust in Him, so He chose them and made them to be like His Son. Christ was first, and all those who belong to God are His brothers. He called to Himself also those He chose. Those He called, He made right with Himself. Then He shared His shining greatness with those He made right with Himself. What can we say about all these things? Since God is for us, who can be against us? God did not keep His own Son for Himself, but gave Him for us all. Then with His Son, will He not give us all things? Who can say anything against the people God has chosen? It is God who says they are right with Himself. Who then can say we are guilty? It was Christ Jesus who died. He was raised from the dead. He is on the right side of God, praying to Him for us. Who can keep us away from the love of Christ? Can trouble or problems? Can suffering wrong from others or having no food? Can it be because of no clothes or because of danger or war? The holy writings say, Because of belonging to Jesus, we are in danger of being killed all day long. We are thought of as sheep that are ready to be killed. But we have power over all these things through Jesus who loves us so much. For I know that nothing can keep us from the love of God. Death cannot. Life cannot. Angels cannot. Leaders cannot. Any other power cannot. Hard things now or in the future cannot. The world above or the world below cannot. Any other living thing cannot keep us away from the love of God, which is ours through Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you like baseball? I love baseball, probably because my grandpa loved it. I remember sitting on his lap as he sat in his recliner watching the Dodgers shortly after they moved from Brooklyn to L.A. Of course, I was too young to know that they were new to L.A., and to me, the Dodgers had always been here. Grandma and Grandpa lived just a little over 15 miles from the L.A. Coliseum, which is where the Dodgers played before Dodgers Stadium was built, and the Dodgers, of course, were the home team. So my grandpa loved the Dodgers, and I loved my grandpa, so I loved the Dodgers and baseball. So why am I talking about baseball? Because Major League Baseball has a Hall of Fame, and in that Hall of Fame are some of the best players the game has ever known, players who exemplified excellence. If there were a Hall of Fame for the best chapters in the Bible, I would most certainly nominate Romans 8, with runner-up being chapter 7. Chapter 8 is Sandy Koufax, Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb and Lou Gehrig all rolled into one, and more. Let me explain. In chapter 7, Paul talks about how the law pointed out sin to us. It made us aware of sin. 
Then he showed us that we are slaves to sin. He said, I want to do what is right, but I do not do it. Instead, I do the very thing I hate. Does that sound familiar? If you're a believer, you know it does. If you're not a believer, then maybe it sounds foreign to you, but believers are intimately aware of the struggle between the desires of the flesh and the promptings of the Holy Spirit and the teaching of the Word of God. We know the feeling of despair when we fail. Paul ended chapter 7 with these words, There is no happiness in me. Who can set me free from my sinful old self? God's law has power over my mind, but sin still has power over my sinful old self. I thank God I can be free through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. I thank God I can be free through Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen again to Paul's opening words in chapter 8. Now, because of this, those who belong to Christ will not suffer the punishment of sin. The power of the Holy Spirit has made me free from the power of sin and death. This power is mine because I belong to Christ Jesus. Home run! Out of the park! Those who belong to Christ will not suffer the punishment of sin. Them's shouting words, family. As long as we're here in this Hall of Fame chapter, let me repeat for you some of the best, most encouraging verses ever written. He gave himself to take away sin. By doing that, he took away the power sin had over us. That's a home run. If the Holy Spirit is the boss over your mind, it leads to life and peace. There's another home run. All of those who are led by the Holy Spirit are sons of God. You should act not like people who are owned by someone. They are always afraid. Instead, the Holy Spirit makes us His sons, and we can call to Him, My Father. Another home run! If we are children of God, we will receive everything He has promised us. We will share with Christ all the things God has given to Him. But we must share His suffering if we are to share His shining greatness. And another home run! We know that God makes all things work together for the good of those who love Him and are chosen to be a part of His plan. Out of the park! Since God is for us, who can be against us? Another long fly ball out of the park. It is God who says they are right with Himself. Who can say we're guilty? Home run! For I know that nothing can keep us from the love of God. Death cannot. Life cannot. Angels cannot. Leaders cannot. Any other power cannot. Hard things now or in the future cannot. The world above or the world below cannot. Any other living thing cannot keep us away from the love of God, which is ours through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that, beloved, is the Grand Slam home run. It just doesn't get any better than that. There's nothing I can add. That's better than any World Series victory. And since there's nothing more to say, well... There's nothing more to say. Tomorrow's reading is Genesis 12 through 15. We'll meet Abram, whose name was changed by God to Abraham, and we'll see how God made a promise to him that affects us today. Boost! Family, if you like what you're hearing, please help to keep it going. Support the show with time, talent, or treasure. I'm depending on you to decide which of those or how much value you feel is right. Go to support.lifespringmedia.com. However you support the show, as members of the LifeSpring family, you are very much a part of producing this show. 
And when you support it, you're helping to spread the good news. God bless you. This day in church history, September 26, 1651. Francis Daniel Pastorius, German Lutheran immigration agent, was born. He helped European Mennonites, Pietists, and Quakers relocate to the American colony of Pennsylvania. Pastorius was a central figure in the establishment of Germantown, Pennsylvania. And on this date in history, 1835, eight churches in Florida established the Suwannee Association, the first official Baptist organization in the state. Family, I sure would be delighted if you'd go over to reviews.lifespringmedia.com and leave a review. Write about why you listen to the show and what you get out of it, what you enjoy about it. That helps me to know what I'm doing right, and if your review includes something I could do to change, I'll learn about that as well. That helps me, that helps the show, and that helps other people to know what to expect. In the value-for-value, time, talent, or treasure system, writing a review is giving some of your time for the show. Reviews.lifespringmedia.com Thank you. I appreciate it. We don't have any new prayer requests today, but if you have a prayer request and would like the family and me to pray for you and with you, go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com and fill out the form you find there. Prayer.lifespringmedia.com Are you subscribed? Good! Now, tell somebody about the show and show them how to subscribe if they don't know. And you can comment on the show at comment.lifespringmedia.com or you can email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com and you can comment on the show notes page for this episode. I'll read some of your comments on the show. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I'm Steve Webb. Bye. Bye.